Welcome back to the Compassionate Viking Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Stanaway. In today's episode, we are doing a solo podcast because I was going to do one with my buddy Jacob Faram at Faram Forge. But when I went up to the forge, we ended up just fucking blacksmithing all day and we didn't do any podcasts. So we were forging Warhammers and bottle openers and just shooting the shit. So this week, we're going to do a solo podcast, which I haven't done in a while because I've had a lot of guests, and over that period of time, I have jot down notes, and I don't know if it's the right way to do it. I end up just getting fucking like one, two, three, four, five, six papers, and there's just like scribbles of different ideas and thoughts all over them. So I figured, you know what, before I get too many papers, let's just grab the ones I have and we'll go over the thoughts, and then we will kind of discuss what these thoughts are about. So, we also have some some new information, and that is Vanessa has been making some merch. We have a few Compassionate Viking, I believe, t-shirts and hoodies. You can go onto Instagram and look at Vanessa's Instagram handle. That is Mrs. Stanaway. Or you can look at mine at Tyler Stanaway and either message us or, you know, figure out how to get a hold of us. Probably message us. That would probably be the best. Also, you can get a hold of us at Stanaway Roots and Ravens at gmail.com. That's our email. So if any of you guys are interested, we have some available now. And as we progress forward, we will get new prints. We will get better prints. We will... We will always be looking to improve here. So, let's get right on to the herb of the week. This week, I decided to pick ashwagandha because a lot of people have never heard of ashwagandha, but it's a really, really awesome herb. So, let's get right into it. It says, ashwagandha is a member of the nightshade family. It is sometimes called winter cherry or Indian ginseng. Due to its importance in Ayurvedic medicine, ashwagandha is considered a rejuvenating adaptogenic adaptogenic herb, useful for treating many debilitating conditions. Edible uses. The plant is not generally eaten, but its seeds are used in the production of vegetarian cheeses. The leaves are used to make ashwagandha tea. Other uses. The fruits are rich in saponins, what the fuck? I don't know that word. The fruits are rich in saponins or can be used as a substitute for soap. The leaves repel insects. Medicinal uses. Ashwagandha is an aptogenic herb that has been in use for thousands of years. It is highly valued for its ability to strengthen the immune system, balance hormone levels, and for its anti-anxiety, antidepressant, and anti-inflammatory properties. Roots and leaves of the ashwagandha plant are used for their medicinal properties. Root extracts is a root extracts in powdered or capsule forms are effective as are leaf extracts and tinctures. Powders can be added to food or drinks, though they have a strong taste. Ashwagandha tea made from the leaves is also used. Adding a little honey improves the flavor. Expect it to take two weeks or more to begin to notice the benefits of ashwagandha. Long-term use has not been studied and may not be safe, but many patients do well taking the herb long-term. All right. So it says it does great for adrenal fatigue. 
Ashwagandha supports adrenal function and overcoming adrenal fatigue. Though this term is really a summary of stress response symptoms that are often caused by hypothalamic pituitary adrenal, HPA, axis dysfunction, essentially HPA-D is our stress response system and a more accurate term for adrenal fatigue. Ashwagandha helps balance this. It combats stress, fight or flight, anxiety, and depression. It reduces cortisol levels. It balances blood glucose levels. It says cancer. Research shows that ashwagandha has anti-tumor effects. It reduces cancerous tumors by preventing cell growth and killing cancerous cells. Ashwagandha is useful in treating breast, lung, stomach, ovarian, and colon cancer cells. These benefits are due to its antioxidant abilities and their effects in helping the immune system. In addition to reducing the growth of cancer cells, it can also help the body deal with the side effects of conventional anti-cancer drugs and boosting immunity and improving the quality of life. Ashwagandha stimulates the production of white blood cells and helps cancer patients fight infections. So there we go. Another beneficial herb that just grows in the ground. It's free. You could probably go online and get like 300 seeds for three bucks. And remember, every plant gives you hundreds or thousands of seeds as well. That's called abundance, and that is natural law. It's not fucking some woo-woo utopian bullshit dream. It's, It's nature. So, memory and brain cell degeneration. Research suggests that ashwagandha protects the brain from the damaging effects of emotional, physical, and chemical stress. It protects the brain from cell cell degeneration, which may help in treating neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease. Ashwagandha contains naturally occurring steroids and antioxidants that protect the brain and improve cognitive function. Patients notice an improvement in attention, processing speed, and mental acuity, acuity. It helps with stamina, endurance, and muscle performance. It helps with anti-inflammatory, joint pain, and arthritis. Helps with sexual function and fertility. So, let's see what it has to say here. Ashwagandha helps improve sexual function. It boosts testosterone levels and improves male fertility. Alright, so we should be giving all the fucking kids in high school ashwagandha pills every day for lunch. Because their testosterone is gone. When used for a period of three months, ashwagandha increases sperm count, sperm volume, and sperm motility. In women, it improves arousal, lubrication, and orgasm. So there you go. It benefits us. It benefits the girls. It benefits everybody. These plants are fucking awesome, and they want to help us, and they want to grow, and they want to have a connection and a relationship with us. So we should create that for them since they can't talk. Immune function. It helps re- uh, regulate the immune function by reducing the body's stress hormones, reducing inflammation, increasing the white blood cell count, and increasing uh, hemoglobin, immunoglobin production. Harvesting. Pick berries in the fall when red and fully ripe, then dry them for planting in the spring. For medicinal use, dig up the roots in the fall and clean thoroughly. Slice, dry, and powder for future leaves and used fresh or can be dried to use in tea. It does have one warning. 
It says, warning, the herb is generally believed to be safe and has an extensive history of use. However, there are no long-term studies on the safety and long-term use may make it more likely that side effects will be experienced. Consult your doctor and watch for side effects when using ashwagandha over the long term. So, like I said before, guys, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an herbalist. I'm not a naturopath. I'm not any of that shit. Matter of fact, I'm a metal worker and I live in the woods. And to be honest, I'm starting to become a farmer, which maybe to a lot of people seems funny, but to me it's fucking awesome. So, I don't know. I'm not saying do or don't. You guys live your life however the fuck you want to live it. All I'm saying is this is the information that I am reading directly out of my book. So, take it or leave it. I don't care. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get on with the fucking show. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about my friends out at NFS Company in Colorado Springs. My buddy George and I got a hold of each other through Instagram because we shared the same beliefs, same morals, same values. He stands behind honor and integrity and he's a salt of the earth fucking man just like me. So because of that, the universe made us link up and now we're working together. He's the best firearms dealer around. I recently just got a Glock 19 FDE and it was shipped here in two days from Colorado, so you can't fucking beat that. However, I live in Washington, so I have to wait 10 days to get it anyways, but on his end of the deal, it was top-notch. They're selling guns, they're selling ammo, they're selling optics, they got fucking tactical gear, they got suppressors, they even got their own private range for professional instructors. If any of you guys are looking for preparedness for firearms training, they currently got a 10th group special forces guy doing all their instructions. This spring, they're going to be opening a shoot house and an NVG course, or courses rather. If any of you guys are interested on doing their classes, you can find their schedule on Instagram at nofuckingslack.co. This February, so next month, they're going to be having a grand opening for their store. So if anyone's out in the Colorado area or by Colorado Springs, I highly suggest you going over to NFS Company and checking them out. If any of you guys are interested in learning more, you can go on Instagram at nofuckingslack.co or you can go on their online website at www.nfsshootingsupply.com. That's www.nfsshootingsupply.com. Dot com. Go check them out. That's no fucking slack. What's up? We are here. Well, just me and you guys, but we're here and that's all that matters. So today's podcast we're going to go over all my little notes that I've taken over the last, I don't know, four weeks or so. But I think first I want to talk about some messages that I've gotten or received. And then once we get through with those, we'll go over all my craziness. So the, we'll start off with chickens. When we look around... I don't know if you have noticed, but I've noticed that chickens are a big deal because of their eggs. I have seen 
many, many farmers having their chickens cold because apparently they got some avian flu or something. And, f- and from what I have gathered, whoever's doing this, the FDA or big agriculture, I don't know, whoever's in control of this are going around to farms, testing a chicken for whatever fluid they say, probably using a PCR test. And then if a chicken comes out positive or turns up positive, they got to cull the whole herd. So millions of chickens are being killed across our country. And that's been going on for a while, at least since last summer or a little prior. And now we got this egg thing. And people, people are wondering why eggs cost so much. People are wondering what's the big deal with the eggs. I've seen some people saying that their chickens are no longer laying eggs. Some people are saying it's because the feed that they're getting at the store is causing them not to, not to lay eggs. Some people are saying that the chickens themselves have been altered and that's what's causing them not to lay eggs. And I don't fucking know. I have no idea. My chickens that I got, I, I got my first five. Um, actually, a buddy bought them for me, and we went down and picked them up. And then after that, I had picked up, I think, four chickens from the country store and two turkeys. And then we, we were given a rooster from a friend, and then the rooster fertilized a bunch of eggs and we bought an incubator and then we put like 21 chickens I believe in or maybe 28 chickens I don't know 20 something chickens in the incubator and I think all of them hatched so now we have a bunch of chickens like 30 of them and my chickens they they've been laying eggs in the winter time they don't lay eggs because I don't give them heat and I don't give them light And the reason is, is because I want them to be as hardy as possible. I want them to be able to withstand mother nature if my power was to go out and I can't heat them. And also I don't want to stress their, their body out and make them think that it's, you know, time to lay eggs when it's not because they need a certain amount of sunlight to lay eggs. And so in the wintertime they stop laying eggs. That's why I have ducks because ducks lay eggs no matter what. They don't give a fuck how cold it is. What the weather's like, they'll they'll lay a fucking egg. And a lot of people say that uh, duck eggs are gross. And I thought that my whole life. Even when we started getting duck eggs, I didn't want to eat them because I had heard they were gross and I never had them. And then it's like, dude, they're ducks and they're giving you food. And it's fresher than anything you're getting at the grocery store. It can't be that fucking bad. If it is, put some salt and pepper on it. If it's that fucking bad, plug your nose and swallow it down, man. It's fuel. So I did. Vanessa had made me a bunch of breakfast sandwiches. Like English muffin with with a egg and bacon and cheese. And I'm eating them. And she's like, those were duck eggs. Yeah, they taste the same. I can't tell a difference. But then I was kind of like interested in looking up the comparison between duck eggs and chicken eggs. And what I found out is duck eggs are like twice as... Twice as much better in all aspects, protein, nutrients, size, like all of it. And I'm thinking, huh, well, mine were fine. Maybe like a mallard duck, but I don't have mallard ducks. I have harlequins and they taste 
good, and they're twice as good. So for to me, it's like one duck egg equals two chicken eggs. Well, that's great because then I don't have to eat as much, and I'm fueling up just as much as I would if I was having, you know, if I have four chicken eggs, then I only have to have two duck eggs, and that helps preserve. Not that I need to preserve. I have a whole bunch. But still, in the wintertime, we were eating duck eggs. Summertime, or as soon as it starts to get warmer or lighter out, which the chickens are laying eggs now. However, some of them aren't because I have too many roosters and they're fucking the girls up and they rape the shit out of them and it's not okay. And so I got to kill the black one and I got to kill the white one and we're going to leave one of them. So... Otherwise, they will stop laying eggs. I've had it where the roosters stress the girls out so fucking bad they won't lay eggs. So there is those things. But I believe that my chickens are laying eggs because I get fresh, fresh um, chicken feed or scratch. Vanessa and a friend go in on, I think, a thousand pounds from a farmer who handmade or it's like, you know, made there all fresh organic feed. And you have to buy like a thousand pounds at a time. So it's a lot. But if you can find a friend or two friends and go in on some, it's way cheaper and it's way better. And we haven't had any problems. So that's what I would suggest with the feed. Now, if you're looking to get into buying chickens, well, there's a few different ways you can go. If you go to the tractor supply or the co-op or coastal or the country store or whatever you're what a, like whatever your farm country store is and they're selling chicks every spring they're sexed so you can get hens you know most people don't want roosters and or they're sexed and they're purebred but they are vaccinated and shit and i don't know what that's doing to them so that's going to happen if you go to the big box store but it is sexed and it is It is purebred. Whereas if, say, you sent me a message and you're like, hey, Tyler, can I have some chicks? Sure, I'll go in the backyard. I'll go pick up eggs out of the nesting boxes. I'll go put them in the incubator. And in 21 days, we'll have chickens running around on my fucking counter. But I don't know. They're not purebred because I have different types of chickens back there. I have meat chickens and I have just egg layer chickens. And then some of them mate. And then you get like a dual purpose chicken where... It will, she still lays eggs, but she's also big enough to eat if she was to die or you wanted to butcher her. But she's not as large as she was if she was a full grown or like a purebred meat chicken. So that's the thing. I can't guarantee purebredness and I can't guarantee the sex, but I can guarantee health and I can guarantee, you know, that they're, they're legit chickens coming from a place raised with love. So that's, that's the thing. And obviously not just me, many people, or maybe you can find someone who does have just purebred chickens. Maybe look online or like a Facebook group or Instagram group, look on Craigslist. Now there's many different ways. So you guys will have to choose on that. I don't, I don't really know. I just know that just like us, the more healthy we can keep our animals, the more likely they are to do what they're supposed to do. I think last podcast, I, it might've been last one, might've been two ago. I don't know. Whenever the Super Bowl was, we were talking about some crazy fucking predictions. And since then, well, some crazy fucking shit has happened. 
And I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I see everyone posting Rihanna's Lucifer worshiping Illuminati shit with Sam Smith and whoever else. I don't know. I don't watch it because I I literally believe that this this world works on your intentions. And when you focus on shit and you pay attention to shit, it goes into your subconscious and you'll manifest it into reality. And I don't want to give that stuff any type of credit or energy, which I am doing right now. I get it. I am giving energy because I'm talking about it, but that's about as much energy as I'm willing to go into that. I've spent so much time into that. And I realized that you do need to know, but you can't let it consume you. So that happened, but while that was happening, all these trains, all these trains are <laughs> fucking derailing. You have one in Ohio, you got one in Houston, you got one in whatever, Oregon. I don't even know where Boston, you got fires in Florida, all this crazy shit, right? And I want to know. At what point do do these people that we live on earth with stop thinking it's all just random acts of unfortunate events and they start thinking it's intentional? I know I keep saying this, but seriously, what is the coincidence that all of these trains around our whole fucking country all fall off the tracks with hazardous chemicals within like two weeks of each other? And our, our president is... Visiting Zelensky over in fucking Ukraine. You have, uh, what is it? You have DeSantis being backed by George Soros to run for fucking president. I've seen Elon Musk and Bill Gates are teaming up together for God knows what. I don't even remember. My phone's not on me or I'd, I'd bring it up. But <clears throat> you have all this shit. And what people need to start to realize is that it's not by accident. It's intentional. They're intentionally doing it because they have a plan. It's called Agenda 2030. It's called New World Order. It's called Build Back Better. It's called The Great Reset. It's called all these different names. And then they have all these subcategories that fall underneath it, such as the Green New Deal and, and LGBTQRS and whatever else shit that they... Just a bunch of tomfoolery, you know, and and it's tricking everyone, but a lot of people are waking up, and I want people to realize that, like, where we're at is a time where it's probably further than what you think. We're probably further down the tracks than what you actually believe, and that's okay, because to me, it's fucking exciting. It's exciting to me to see that the old world is going to fucking crumble and it's going to fall. And whoever these evil, wicked motherfuckers are, are going to, they're going to get what, what is deserved for them. And we're waking up and we're doing it. And on one hand, it makes me extremely sad that if, if all these chemical spills and all this shit is real and it really happened, then yeah, it makes me tremendously sad for, for earth for all the fucking wildlife and plants and people and all that. However, it has to happen in order for people to wake up. If everything stays comfortable, no one fucking wakes up. I've been talking about this, literally this, since 2012. And back then, 
I could talk to a thousand people and probably out of a thousand, not one of them would listen to me. And now people are fucking listening because shit has to happen. It's like, you can't tell someone you have to show someone. And when we show you that these people are doing it, it's pretty, pretty fucking clear and blatant what's going on. So my point is when we're further down the road than what most people believe is that there's already been laws and patents and all these different things signed into effect without us knowing, but they're already there in the case of all of these things. So the people at B already have it planned out where it's called the Hegelian dialect, the Hegelian dialect. Okay. And it's problem reaction solution. They create a problem or there's a natural problem, whatever one doesn't, doesn't matter whether it's man-made or artificial or man-made or natural. Then the populace has a reaction to it. And then the powers that be come into play with a solution. So to me, most of the time it's man-made problem. They know what kind of reaction they're going to get because they do the simulations to see how we're going to behave and they have the algorithms and their data mining now to see all of our likes and our comments and the pages we follow. And it's all in quantum computers. That's just like fucking, you know, working at the speed of 5 billion human beings per second. So they know what we like. They know how we're going to react. And then they swoop in with a solution. Well, one of the World Economic Forum's favorite quotes is, you'll own nothing and be happy. How could they go around and do that? How could they, how could they actually like seize land? Well, I look at it like this. How much is land worth in, Ohio, in East Palestine, Ohio now? How much is land worth in fucking any of these places where all this shit spilled? I don't care if you had a $50 million mansion. If it's uninhabitable, it's not worth shit. Then, on top of that, the World Economic Forum and the Biden administration and all the United Nations have all figured out how to sign into effect that in the case of like a massive climate hazard or toxic land or the environment's toxic, they can actually come in and seize property. If they seize property, where do you go? Well, I don't know if you've heard of FEMA before, but FEMA camps exist around the whole country, all over the place. Matter of fact, every Walmart is a FEMA camp. Look it up. Every single Walmart can be turned into a FEMA camp. So when they come and say, hey, we got to seize your land because it's too toxic for you to be here. Why don't you get on this bus? And we'll take you to a safe place. Turn and run the other way. <laughs> Even if you fucking die of toxic fumes, run the other way. Never get on a bus of people saying, here, come with us and we'll save you. Okay? Because I just seen today that I believe within 20 miles of East Palestine, like a 20 square mile radius, there's 20 mile radius of East Palestine, that they're going to start evacuating people. So, that's no good, okay? We got to hold our ground. They're going to try and do everything they can to, to make us fearful and to give up. But we're not going to 
because what what we understand that they don't understand is that the devil has free range, free roam on this planet, but humans still get free will. So I talked about this last time. It's an offer. Everything is an offer. Even if you choose no and you die, it's still an offer. You chose to go out on your shield with honor than to fucking cuck and do whatever they fucking tell you until they're going to bring you to a special camp, rape you to death, shave you fucking down, tattoo you, and hook you up into the fucking internet of things or internet of bodies or whatever it is. Don't do that. You will not be happy, and your soul will not be happy if you cuck into their fucking faggot shit. So, let's get right into some of these notes I got. I want to talk first about this food forest. It's spring. And because it's spring, it's time to grow things. And growing things is awesome. I never knew that I liked growing things. I always thought that growing things was stupid and gay and for girls and for sodomites. And I wasn't going to be Cisco on TV. Well, I was wrong. I was way wrong. I fucking love it. It's like a new passion of mine. And, well... It's becoming more than a passion. It's becoming like a way of life. Partly because it's cool, and I realize that it's cool, but partly because I'm obligated to due to the way that the the world is coming to, right? We have the Great Reset, essentially, versus the Great Awakening. We're on the Great Awakening side, the bad guys are on the Great Reset side, and we're coming to a spiritual war. So I got to figure out how to make my own food so I don't have to get food from them because when we do totally... Uh, go to war, even though it's like a we're at war right now. But once they, once they decide that I'm a real enemy and, and I can't go to the grocery store anymore, I don't want my children to starve. So I need to figure that shit out. But the more I research into this food forest thing, the more I realize that it's like the next logical step, man. It really is, because I have been thinking so much about it, so much about it. So much about it, actually, that I want to go start knocking on people's doors and asking if they would be interested in, in like, renovating their lawn into a food forest. Why not? A lawn is a fucking ecological desert. It's a desert. It takes all your water. It doesn't give you anything back. You have to fucking mow it every single week or twice a week. You have to spray weed killer on it, and it's stupid. I get it if you're playing soccer or if you want a little patch for you to play some badminton or volleyball or something. I understand. But to have just like my neighbor has probably two acres of fucking green lawn. It's not a golf course. All I can think is, dude, put a food forest in there and then everyone in the community pitches in and we can all have food together. We don't have to buy produce from the store anymore. And if you did that on every cul-de-sac, every park, Every in between the buildings and the alleyways and when you're going down the street and you see all the like Japanese maples or, uh, you know, magnolias or all these different trees that they just plant on the side of the road, like on the sidewalk. Why are you not planting like mulberries and apples and cherries? Why, why are we not planting food out and about rather than ornamental plants? There's many, many food plants, such as apples, pears, cherries. They're beautiful. 
I mean, fuck, in Wenatchee, Washington, they have something called apple blossom because it's apple blossom season, and apple blossoms are beautiful. So I'm researching. I'm doing some YouTube video, and I'm just, I don't know, geeking out, I guess, on food forests, and I come across this food forest that's like 6,000 years old in India on the border of China, and everyone there takes 20 to 30 minutes a day to go through the food forest and pick food. And that's how, that's it. Well, what happens when we don't have to pick food is we have way more time to observe and play and use our imagination and create and do the things that humans were gifted, use our fucking brain. But if all we're doing is trying to pay bills, essentially go to work so that we can pay bills so that we can keep a light on so that we can flush the fucking toilet and that we can eat food. And when we just do that and do that and do that, we were no different than an ant or a bee or a bear or any other fucking animal. But we're humans. We were gifted something different. We were gifted consciousness. So all these ways that I see the bad guys trying to fucking hold us down, I'm starting to realize, and I really want to do something about it to the point where I don't want to work in the union anymore. Not that I have a problem with the union. It's that I don't feel that that's what I'm supposed to do. I don't feel that I'm supposed to go and just make metal for Microsoft and Google and Boeing and whatever fucking company, Amazon. Like, to me, that's stupid. I don't want to, I don't want to make things for these giant companies because to me, I'm working for a paycheck to hardly thrive in life. Compared to it, hardly thrive in life while I'm helping enslave humanity by these big ass technocratic companies. So I don't know. It, to me, it's like I really, really, really want to figure out how to create a, a compassionate Viking community where we all start working together as like a small village or community. I don't want to go to work. I I realize that they're going to, like, <sighs> I get so fucking worked up. My blood pressure goes up. I have to, like, take a deep breath because I feel like I learned too much and I don't know how to explain it very well. And then I get frustrated because I'm trying to get out what I'm trying to say, but it's not coming out right. So let me fucking slow down and let me let me break it to you like this. I am concerned that our money system is going to fail soon. I truly believe that central banking digital currency is going to be ushered in through a digital ID, QR code, something like that. Somehow they're going to switch from fiat currency of, of, a, of a dollar bill to digital. And once that happens, I am going to be exiled from society. I'm going to not be allowed to do the things that I'm allowed to do right now because I don't fit the narrative of what they, these, the World Economic Forum and United Nations want. I'm not a fucking beta cuck bitch. I'm a fucking strong, savage man who, who wants to fucking see people succeed and win and prosper and love. I, I want to see families kissing. I want to see fucking kids holding hands running through flower fields i want to see little boys hanging from trees and 
chasing each other with sticks and stones. I want to see on on nights families coming together and letting their kids play and the neighbors fucking having bonfires and barbecuing together and building and teaching and raising and creating something that's special, unlike what we do every day. What I do is not fucking special. It bothers me. And because they're going to switch it over, I almost feel like I have no choice. So I want to farm. I want to produce food. I want to produce uh, a natural way of living. And I want to blacksmith. I don't want to give up metalworking. I love metalworking. I want to forge. And somehow, if I could create a community where I'm the blacksmith and one of the farmers, and I have... Um, other people who know how to do things, a carpenter, a plumber, a doctor, a fucking, I just got a message from a buddy who I'm going to call him a buddy. Cause he is a buddy, even though we've never met, he lives on the other side of the mountains. Oh wait, no, he lives by where I work. And, um, we connected through Instagram and he doesn't want to do it either. He wants to do his own thing. He, we want, he's a land worker or, um, you know, running heavy equipment excavators and shit and i was just talking to him about it and he's like dude we need to meet up and i'm like yeah then we need women we need teachers we need think about if we could take our kids to someone who we love and say for instance this this tuesday all the kids are coming with tyler and we're gonna go hike a mountain or we're gonna go down to the puget sound and we're gonna go find 10 different sea creatures or we're gonna go at my house at the property and we're going to learn how to fucking make a hedgerow or chop wood or make a bow and arrow or forge a knife. Like they could go to Vanessa and learn how to can. We, we can teach these kids how to plant our own foods. We can teach, we can teach all of the things that we want to learn in this world by ourselves. We don't need the government to help us. They're not helping us. They're hindering us. They're causing problems. We send our kids to people that we don't even know, and they teach them fucking, like, sex shit when they're in kindergarten. Or where boys want to be girls and, all like, the weird shit. We go and do all of these things. We offer our responsibility to what we thought was people who had our best interest at heart, only to find out that they're fucking us in our ass. And now it's like, now that we know, we're not going to let that happen anymore. That's not okay. So that means that I have to take responsibility and accountability for my own family, my own children, and what I would like to see in the future. And I think food forest is a way, and I think community is a way. I mean, I still go back to imagine anything that you wanted to do. You could go onto this app and you could see all the people around who are a part of this too. And we can start bartering. We can start trading. You know, if you know how to do, I don't know, say I need a fucking, a hole dug. Perfect. But he needs, he, on his uh, bucket of his tractor, he's got a tooth that broke off or an excavator pin that's got a crack in it. Cool. Bring it over here. I'll weld it up. You dig me a hole. Roger that. Adios. See you next time. Or... People have all the things. Maybe I, maybe the person up the road fucking sells clothes, but she doesn't have any fruit. So you know what? I give her fruit. Maybe I give her 
some fruit during the summer. Maybe I make a deal where I give her X amount of fruit per week for however many weeks. That's all between you and this other person. And what it means is it's becoming sovereign. It's where you are a king of your own, like, person. And I went over this in my last podcast about sovereign versus non-sovereign. And then you can make the contract and the deal by yourself because you're a grown fucking person and the other person's a grown person. And if one of you guys doesn't uphold the deal properly, well, you're probably not going to barter with that person anymore. And if it's really fucked up, there will be severe consequences, which then shows the rest of the people in the village, hey, we do shit with honor and integrity around here. We respect one another. You fuck with somebody and off with your head because that's the old way. That's when you used to be able to lie and steal and fucking weasel and worm your way through life and prosper because of it. Not no more. We're done with that shit. You have to fucking earn it. You have to work for it. You have to commit. You have to put in effort. You have to love. You have to try. All of those things. Otherwise, not going to work. So therefore, they wouldn't be a part of the tribe. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. Because part of me is like every day that I go and spend 40 to 70 hours doing work at another company means that that's 40 to 70 hours less I have towards pursuing my dreams and goals and 40 to 70 hours more towards progressing my owner, my owner's dreams and goals. And it's not that I have like a personal issue with my owner. He's a good guy. I like him a lot. It's that I'm just at the point now where I want to do my own thing and I don't know how to do it because I have a a house and property. I have a, a lot of shit now. So if I was 20, I could just fucking sleep in the car and make it happen. But I can't just do that now. And I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it because for now we still need money. We still have to pay our bills, which is. It's hard. It's hard, especially with the price, the price of everything, inflation, all that shit. It makes it difficult. So I guess that's just something to ponder on. I'll, I'll have to keep thinking, you know, I don't, I can't just quit, but I would love to, I would love to quit and start this fucking community and we just start working together. But until then, we're just going to have to wait it out. Okay. So. My uncle comes over and he (laughs) proceeds to tell me I should. I live in like wetlands. So right now in the wintertime, it's really, really, really swampy. You have to pretty much walk around with swamp boots on all the time. But it is what it is. He goes, hey, man, you should fill this up with wood chips and then spray weed killer all over it. And I was like, fuck no. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm not spraying weed killer all over my yard. And he's like, why, dude? It makes the weeds go away. Uh, Yeah, duh. It also kills all my plants. And he, like, looks around. I go, dude, I have, like, 300 varieties of different species of edible food within these three acres that are cleared right here. I'm not spraying that. And he looks at me, and he's just so confused. He doesn't understand And I'm like, NP, like spraying NPK or like weed killer and shit on your garden is like doing your kids' homework. It's like, yeah, you can get good grades, but you don't get any progress. 
you have to build soil. And if you layer enough mulch down, the weeds, the seeds from the weeds don't get any sun. Therefore, they don't germinate and they don't fucking come up. Like, it's not that hard. You just got to put more mulch down. And then to me, I'm like, okay, you're going to, you're going to fucking spray weed killer on the grass. But I guess it, it just doesn't make sense because he doesn't, he doesn't live how I live. But I'm like, you can't do that. You don't understand. Even like fertilizer, you're not fertilizing the plant. You're fertilizing the soil. Everything comes from the soil. You have to build the soil microbe or microbiome and then when the soil is like full and it has is full of life then it feeds the plant then if the plant is really full then it will grow up and it will feed you and that's how it works it's called working with nature rather than against nature the rockefellers have pushed anti-nature on us since the 1950s or 1940s and now, when I talk to people about farming, they literally cannot grasp the way I'm doing it. Matter of fact, I live in a farm town. I live up on a bluff, but right down the bluff in the valley is all farmland. And I see them out there with their giant fucking tractors, and they're tilling the land, and they have the same crop going on for acres and acres, and... They're spraying it with all sorts of insecticides and herbicides. And it's like, dude, you guys are so fucking lost. You're so lost. You're wasting your time. And that's why it costs you so much. Because you're constantly working against nature. I could come down there and teach you a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm not even a fucking like a veteran farmer. I'm a rookie. I'm new. And I still understand more. For instance, stop growing all the same thing. Okay, when you grow all the same thing, you're going to run into fucking problems about pests. You know, if your pest likes corn and you just planted 100 acres of corn, probably going to run into a problem. But if you only have a little bit of corn and maybe some fucking beans or some peas and squash and tomatoes and whatever else, then you won't be fucking out. And also, they probably won't do that because all of the other plants bring in beneficial insects too. Like... I noticed this last summer on my lettuce. So it started to get aphids, but then the ladybugs come and they started eating the aphids. But then the spiders came and the spy and the ladybug would be like in the fucking web getting eaten by the spider. And then, and then I finally was like, fuck, you just got to let them all do their thing. They're all feeding each other. I didn't just by me planting this food forest. I didn't just make myself a, a cool little home. I created a whole new ecosystem for all of these plants and bugs around i'm hoping that within the next five to ten years i have birds and bugs that i've never even seen before that's my goal so then my uncle comes inside and he's looking at my house he hasn't been here since it's been built and he's like oh cool double oven you like that and i'm like yeah i mean on thanksgiving or christmas like whenever we're cooking a bunch of shit or vanessa's cooking a bunch of shit the double oven is really helpful but for the most part we don't we just use the top one he goes where's your microwave i go microwave he goes yeah i go dude i haven't had a microwave since i moved out of mom's and he's like what i'm like dude i haven't used a microwave and well i i take that back at work i had to use it sometimes but now i have a toaster oven but I haven't owned a microwave in 15 years 
or 14 years, I guess. Yeah, 15, 14 years, something like that. And he's like, what? How do you, how do you cook anything? And I go, <laughs> like a normal fucking person on the fire or in the oven or on the wood stove. And he's like, dude, you can just like heat up some soup in like two minutes in a microwave. I go, yeah, I know how a microwave works. I don't care. You can heat it up in like four minutes on the stove. And I'm not nuking radiation and microwaves in all of my food. So, no, I don't use the microwave. He couldn't believe it. And it brought me back to when I, when my son was first born and it was just me and Talon. I was living at this house and my buddy came over and he had like a bag of all these different hot pockets and burritos and whatever other things like that. And he's like, bro, I brought over all this lunch and we can't cook it. And I go, well, what do you mean? He goes, you don't have a microwave. I said, well, what did you bring? And he's like, and he shows me the bag. And I go, just cause I don't have a microwave doesn't mean you can't cook it. You can cook, you can cook anything without a microwave. And he goes, no, dude, it only says microwave directions on the back. I go, dude, put it in the oven. Put it in the oven. He's like, it's going to take so long. I go, yeah, it will. It'll take like an hour. He's like, you do this every time? I go, yeah, but I don't wait an hour. For instance, if I'm hungry, then like say I'm, say I'm leaving work and I know that I'm going to be hungry like an hour after I get home or something. I'll come home, I turn the oven on, I put my shit in the oven, then I go do whatever it is, shower, mow the lawn, go outside, play with the kids, and then the timer goes off, and when the timer goes off, I go inside and eat, and he's fucking mind blown, and I'm just like, dude, people are so fucking out of touch, this is why I'm excited about the future, is I'm excited because we are going to start building a community of like-minded people people who love freedom, people who want to be left the fuck alone, people who don't want the government telling them what to do. It's getting closer, which means it's getting more scary for a lot of people. It's getting more real. You know, I hear people even at work now talking about like the jab and people dying and stuff when a year ago they weren't saying shit. So I can see it happening and it gives me hope. It gives me hope for the future because I realize that Times are going to change, whether it's for the good or for the bad, but they're changing. Um, I think that at the end of the day, good always beats evil. And I think that the people who stand true to their heart will prevail. I don't believe in consequences for following your heart. I think that as long as you follow your heart, there will be no consequences. And we know what's right in our heart. So do that. And if you go to weigh it, because following your heart is not always easy. Sometimes it's very, very difficult. But if you start to weigh the options, that means that you're already deciding to go against what your heart says. And there will be consequences for that. Think of all the people, think of all the people right now who <sighs> stood on a fucking dot in a grocery store two years ago. I've seen grown men with Harley Davidson jackets and like one percenter patches, huge fucking beards. I've seen cowboys with cowboy hats and belt buckles and spurs with masks on their face standing on a fucking dot in the grocery store. 
Not only that, I've seen these people walking only a certain way down the cereal section. Otherwise, they would get in trouble. Then they were coerced into getting a jab. And they didn't want to. Some of these people didn't want to. They didn't want to stand on a dot. They didn't want to walk a certain way down the aisle in the grocery store. They didn't want to get a jab. But they had to. They had to. So they say. Because... In order for them to keep their job, they had to do it. And some people, say you were a firefighter, say you were a doctor, and you've been doing this your whole life, and you only had, I'm going to bring it to the extreme, say you had a year before you retired and got your pension, your retirement. You say no, you're going to get fired. You say yes, you keep your job. But they didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. But at the end of the day, when it came down to it, they did. They cucked. And I'm starting to look around now for the people in the future who I want to to surround myself with. And I don't believe that everyone that I talk to has what's in them for the fight coming up. For the ones that are really going to follow their heart. Even when it's difficult. But that's okay because this is more time for me to learn and more time for me to gain and gather information and knowledge about the other people that I share this world with who's going to be in it who's going to be out because I can't have where uh in a time where like money and inanimate objects and food is scarce where if it gets to that point where money, food, shelter is scarce and it is extremely tough times, then the things that matter most to me are love, respect, and trust. In, in dire needs, when, when your life is on the line, the thing that's going to matter most from your fellow comrades is love, respect, and trust. Without those, you're setting yourself up for disaster. So for me, I'm now on a mission to start finding people who truly walk the walk. I see a lot of people talking the talk, but only a few people walking the walk. And it brought me to this thing where I was at work one day and I pondered this thought of, you know, I don't really give a fuck what you do for a living anymore. I don't care. I don't care if you're a doctor. I don't care if you're a fucking firefighter. I don't care if you're a Domino's worker. I mean, I have some pre-existing judgments, but nothing too. I'm not going to totally write you off. I want to know what you do outside of work. What do you do after work? Everyone has to have a job in this matrix system that we're stuck in. In order for us to break out of this matrix system that we're stuck in, we're going to have to start to go above and beyond. And what I mean by that is you're going to have to start doing it outside of work because we have to do work in order to pay our stupid fucking bills every week or, or every month. What do you do outside of work? Well, this is what I do outside of work. I go to jujitsu two to three times a week. Okay. Every week have for five, six years, five years. Maybe six in March. I don't know. Five or six years. Then 
I started reading books on what was going on in the world. I started listening to podcasts. Once I figured out what was going on in the world, I started thinking of solutions, such as how do I grow my own food? I was born in a city half my life and in the orchards the other half, but my dad died when I was young, and I never really got to learn the man part of being a boy from dad. I died too early, or he died too early. So I had to fucking learn it all myself. Then I start doing it. I start actually applying it. I start networking with other like-minded individuals. I started a podcast. I taught myself how to grow mushrooms, not just magic mushrooms, any type of mushroom. Most mushrooms are not psilocybin mushrooms. They're they're very, very beneficial. Matter of fact, one of the greatest superfoods on on earth to me are mushrooms. Reishi mushrooms, cordyceps, lion's tail, or lion's mane, chaga, turkey tail, chicken of the woods. Those are all very, very, very beneficial to us. So I start teaching myself. I start getting these books on how to bushcraft. How do you make a log cabin? How do you how do you properly stack firewood how about medicine well i buy these herbal books and i start growing my own medicine i start networking with other people who are wanting to do this too so i feel like i'm doing a lot outside of work some of that i worked seven days a week 12 hour days for three fucking months from august to november and prior to that, I worked seven days or six days a week, or maybe it was after that, six days a week, 10 hour days for another fucking two months. I went to jujitsu quite a bit less, but I still did all the other stuff. I still, I still am talking to you guys. I'm still showing you and on my Instagram, taking pictures of the life that I'm living. I'm walking the walk. I'm being the change that I want to see in the world. Now I'm looking for the other people who are doing it too. Because if you're just getting off of work and Netflix and Netflix and chilling, that's not going to cut it. If you're getting off of work and just playing fucking video games, that's not going to cut it. If you're going to the gym for 45 minutes, you know, two, three times a week, but going to work and then coming home and doing nothing the rest of the time, that's not going to cut it. We have to start building and creating again. Right now, we are so used to a dopamine fucking fix at the push of a button, whether it's our TV or our phone or whatever, porn, Tinder, fucking OnlyFans. It's all just dopamine hits. That's why most people are bored all the time, and their intention span is like three to four minutes. You send them a video longer than that, they won't fucking watch it. So we got to do more. We got to do more because we have to figure out how to do all of these things ourselves again. We have to manufacture, right? China manufactures. Look at what's happening. We have to figure out how to be our own doctors. Well, look what the doctors that we trusted just did to us. So we have to learn how to get our own food. Look what the food people are doing to our food and what they've been trying to feed us. We're going to have to teach our own kids. Look what we did. Look what's happening to our kids when we, when we did it the other way and sending them off to public school. So who's going to do it? No one's coming to save you. No one is coming to fucking save you. 
But that's good. We don't want someone to save us. We don't want to live in the zoo. We don't want fucking daddy to be hovering over our goddamn shoulder all the time. Matter of fact, I don't want him to hover my shoulder any fucking time. I want to do it all my own. I want my friends to be a part of it. I want their friends to be a part of it. I want all of our families friends and friends families to be a part of it anyone that wants love and kindness and experience and joy and beautifulness and majesticness in life we can do it we can create a fucking paradise where our own food and our own lifestyle is pretty much taken care of and we can focus on using our brains and being creative and using our imagination to create new inventions like we're supposed to be doing one last thing i keep hearing people say is this sustainable is this sustainable is that self-sustainable listen motherfucker sustainable is only good if what you're sustaining is already good period okay regenerative is much better that means that it regenerates itself Okay, sustainable means that you have to sustain whatever fucking bullshit is going. So when we see people talking about sustainable, find out what they're trying to sustain. If people are making like I hear it in the in the food industry a lot. Oh, this is sustainable. No, self-sustaining a shitty ass monoculture farm that sprays pesticides, herbicides, and use GMO seeds is not good. I don't care how sustainable it is. How about you make a regenerative farm? One that regenerates, you know? You don't have to till it. It creates its own fucking fertilizer and mulch every year. It grows better every year. The mycorrhizal fungi in the ground start connecting in between plants and sending fucking energy messages all the mama trees have direct connection with baby trees and they can create a symbiosis with one another. The birds come in, the bees come in, the praying mantis, the spiders, the insects, the worms, the roly polies, all of it. That is the motherfucking way, boys and girls. So with that being said, that is solo podcast for today. I will see you next week. And in the meantime, Make sure you're crushing after work. Make sure you're capable. Make sure you're fit. The time's coming where we got to be as tough and savage as we can, whatever that may look like. You know, if you're a, if you're like a, a, a girl like my wife, I don't expect you to be savage like me. She's savage in her own ways. She fucking cans food. She butchers chickens. She is out there in her mud boots and the fucking chicken shit and goat shit every goddamn morning, rain or shine. No matter what day it is, she's out there doing shit. And you know what? That's savage. Because just because on Instagram she looks very pretty and she can put makeup on and heels and she has nice fucking butt and cute body, I get it. She's sexy girl. On the other hand, like... On these OnlyFans chicks and all these girls on Instagram, they're sexy, but dude, they are not going to be good wife material. That's the thing. Like, you don't have time to take care of this woman. Yes, I take care of Vanessa, but she takes care of me also, not just sexually. She takes care of me in many, many ways. She pulls her own weight in the relationship on this fucking homestead. So that's another thing for you men out there. Don't get caught up in the fucking tits and the ass of these hot-ass chicks on Instagram. Of course they're hot, dude. Some of them are fine as fuck. It's a ploy. It's a trick. 
It's making you want to scroll. It's making you want to watch them. And every second that we're fucking scrolling or watching the Super Bowl or people on TV, when you are sitting there doing nothing with your life while watching someone else do shit with theirs, you're wasting your time. Okay? No more wasting your time. Stop worrying about what other people are doing. I heard Conor McGregor say one time, winners focus on winning. Losers focus on winners. That's the difference. Okay? Losers focus on winners, and winners focus on winning. I don't give a fuck whatever really anyone else is doing. I hope they're doing good. I hope they're making the right decisions. But at the end of the day, I'm focused on me and my family and where I want to be. So with that being said, I'm out. Later, guys.